0: A child is drawing busily. On their piece of paper, a face takes shape. Eyes that are bright and clear, alive. A mouth that smiles and welcomes. Their teacher, watching this child excitedly drawing with interest, asks, that really is good. Who is it? I'm drawing God. Replies the child. Oh, don't be silly, replies the teacher. Nobody knows what God looks like. They will when I've finished, (laughs) declares the child. Um, I love Christmas. If you could sum it up, I think Christmas is the most wonderful uh, time. And I'm trying to go and try to spend a few minutes just thinking about that now. You see, what I can un-God shows us what he is like in a way we can understand. You see, if you were God, that means you would be all-present, all-knowing, all-loving, holy in your nature, and wholly different from everything else that you have created. You need a point of reference to make yourself understood. You need something upon which your people whom you love can anchor their hope. And if there was a way of explaining to the world what you're like, your wisdom, your love, holiness, it's best to show us. And so God in Jesus Christ comes to us. I'm looking forward to the next Star Wars movie. Uh, it's not the last one. I expect there'll be more. Uh, but in the last one called The Last Jedi, Luke Skywalker projects an image of himself from far away to defeat his enemy and rescue his friends. But God comes in person, not a fig the illusion. Not a hallucination, not an apparition or an illusion, not a picture. He becomes one of us. Not like us or a silhouette, but actually one of us. Life in all its mess and all its colour. The word became flesh. All the wisdom and love and holiness of God would grow in front of his people in terms and ways that they could understand. And he limits himself. I've always found that really fascinating. Because if you can do anything and be anywhere, the only thing you lack is limits. But he limits himself. So he shows us how to become something. And so he shows us by becoming one of us what he is like. He shows us that he knows us fully. And he could know that we could know that he has been amongst us for real. You see, he lived pretty much the same kind of life into them. He was an infant, dependent on his parents, looking to them for all of his needs. He was a child. He got lost in a crowd for days. I don't know how many of you have done that, but we know what it's like to be lost. He was a teenager, and the Bible doesn't comment on that (laughs) very much at all. But we know that he grew to be a man full of wisdom and spirit. He had parents. And we know he lost one of his parents. And you know, his his mother didn't always know what he was up to. Well, that's a teenager then. We know he had brothers and sisters, friends and neighbours. He belonged to a wider family and a particular community. He learned his father's trade, picked up his father's business, followed his parents' faith. He knew. He knew about absent parents. He knew about the loss that that can take. But he took responsibility for his household until God called him into His heavenly purposes. But he had already identified as one of us. He was already one. Experienced the same. And when you examine his life, we learn that he experienced the same joys and thrills and griefs and mournings that we do because he was one of us. And I find that staggering. But why is it so important? Well, here is the amazing, incredible, and overwhelming in exchange. This is better than re-gifting something you've already got. To those who did receive him, he gave the right to become children of God. He gives the right, the opportunity to become a child in his likeness. To know God as though he were your perfect father, as Jesus knew him. You could call yourself God's child and he would say, I. your God. Jesus offered us this right. When we accept his forgiveness of sins, when we believe that he died and rose again for each one of us. Now I know I'm not a perfect father. I know I sometimes let my family down, let God down. I know I let other people down and I know I let God down. Jesus called this kind of failure sin. I fall short of what I hope for and what God expects and hopes for. But I do know Jesus offered to exchange his perfect life, the one he lived on earth, without fault or blemish or complaint. His perfect life for my messy one in an exchange that, to me, still doesn't always make sense, except to accept it and receive it, so that I might know God the way Jesus did. C.S. Lewis described the exchange like this. The Son of God became a man to enable men to become sons of God. The early church in Athanasius' time, this is first or second century stuff, he became like us so we could become like him. The gift of Christmas is an exchange. The life we're taking on in exchange for the one he offers us. The appearance that we hide for the glory of something that looks wonderful if I receive his offer, I somehow, I somehow become holy. I somehow experience and know that God is with me. I know that God accepts me, that God loves me. And because of that, I'm able to love generously. I know that love costs. I know that God's love costs because we see that on the cross. But because of that, I know I can love more than I thought I could. And I can live wisely. I can live as though God is steering me, giving me a hint. Don't always listen to them. I'm a human being as well. But I know that God is guiding. And that's the kind of life that Christ had. Christian means little Christs. I can be a little bit like Christ. And I can recognise then people the way that God sees them. And hopefully people can recognise the face of God in me. All you need to do is receive this offer and accept it. May God bless you this Christmas. Amen.